Hey, you're listening to Cut for Time, a podcast from Faith Church located on the north side of Indianapolis. My name is Claire Kingsley, and each week I'll sit down with one of our preaching pastors to discuss their Sunday sermon. Cut for Time is a look behind the scenes of sermon prep, and they will share some things with us that we did not hear in the sermon. The goal of the podcast is to ask things like, why did our church need to hear this message on Sunday? Or, why did you personally need to preach this message? The pastors will also share some practical next steps. If you're like me, you might be thinking, I have barely enough time to brush my teeth or even listen to this podcast, and that's okay. That's why we'll make sure to share some practical application for those of you who are already feeling maxed out, and maybe some application for those of you who have more time and space to process. We're glad you're here listening. Here's my conversation with Pastor Jeff. Jeff, welcome back to Cut for Time. Hey, it's great to be back. So, uh, Jeff, you're sitting in your office. You're recording with a new podcast mic. I'm sitting in my home, and mm. things a lot of things have changed since the last time we recorded Cut for Time. Yeah, there are more Kingsleys involved at this point. That's true. Yes, um, two of which are sleeping, maybe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and we've uh, we're hopefully light at the end of the tunnel with pandemic and. That was more yeah. of what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it's good to be back, and uh, welcome to people who are joining us. Jeff, on Sunday, you preached from Isaiah chapter 50, verses 4 through 9. It's a continuation of some of our study in the book of Isaiah. So um, it's also the first sermon in our Lenten series. So could you just summarize your sermon for us in just a few sentences? Yeah, sure. Um Basically, this is one of what's called the servant songs in Isaiah, which are these pictures of the servant that God's going to raise up. Uh, So it's a little bit of context. So here we see the servant who is really kind of the faithful, the faithful uh, disciple of the Lord, the faithful servant. And, And it's in contrast to his people, Israel, and all of us who have been unfaithful servants. And we see the servant's faithfulness in his attractive kindness his willing submission, even to suffering, and uh, the strength, uh, the unbending strength that he shows uh, because of his confidence in the Lord. Uh, so it's, it's really about Jesus, uh, but then it's showing us what God intends for us to look like, too, as sure. his servants. Sure. So you mentioned the servant songs, which are the Mm. passages in Isaiah that we're going to be studying during this series. Can we zoom out for a few minutes and just talk about the series in general and this season of Lent? So could you tell me what's your prayer for our congregation Hmm. during this Lenten season? Yeah, um, that's several questions. So uh, the, the servant songs are several passages in these later chapters of Isaiah. As you said, we've been in Isaiah for several weeks uh, looking at what we've called God's heart for weary people and these promises of his presence and his help and his rescue and his restoration. Uh, and, and just for the people in Isaiah's time, the question comes up for us. So how is, how does that happen? That sounds awesome. And the answer to that is the servant. The servant is the one who will save, who will suffer in our place, who will reconcile us to God, who will bring about this kingdom of life and joy and restorative justice and everything being the way it ought to be. So heading up to Easter, uh, that's what we're going to be looking at is how does God through this servant, especially 
uh, as we understand Jesus, of course, uh, bring about uh, all this renewal and restoration. Uh, and so the church, uh, not just faith church, but the church uh, historically has looked at the season leading up to Easter as uh, what we've called Lent, uh, which is a, a period of that's focused traditionally on humility and fasting and self-denial, a recognition of our weakness and our humanity, uh, and a recognition of our sinfulness and our need of a Savior. And the point is not to make us feel bad. The point is to prepare and soften our hearts for the joy of seeing the Savior. Mm -hmm. uh, th that it's when we are really more aware of how fallen and broken we are, that increases, that heightens our joy in the celebration of the servant Jesus who dies in our place, raises from the dead to give us victory and new life. Uh, and it's the contrast of the, the, the depth of our brokenness and need and the, the height of the glory that God brings through Jesus. Uh, and, and that's, so that's the, the background of uh, Lent. And so I guess, you know, you asked about my prayer for the church, for us as a whole, what, what do we get out of this season? I guess is that, that as we're able to enter into a season of acknowledging uh, our frailty, our weakness, our brokenness. Um, and man, if, if any, year has done that. It's been this last one. Yeah, I was just um, going to say, this is going to hit us differently than it maybe would any other year. Yeah. I, I think even that uh, Ash Wednesday reminder that of our own mortality, uh, our, our world, our culture doesn't do a great job of encouraging us to think about our frailty and our, you know, our, the fact that we won't live forever. Uh, and that felt different this year too. Yeah. Um, I saw something on social media, something like that moment when your pastor says, we won't be get distributing ashes this year because your mm -hmm. masks do what ashes does. Your masks mm -hmm. show and represent our frailty <laughs> and our mortality. What better thing than just wearing these masks? So well, you I mean, thought that was could really thought-provoking. We didn't have to do Ash Wednesday? That we, we, you, why didn't you tell me this last <laughs> no, week? No, no, no. I'm just we, saying we didn't have to distribute ashes. <laughs> you don't so need the if, marking on your forehead. You have the yeah. mask. I mean, of course, we did the ashes. No, no. It's great. Just, it just has really changed you know, the way I was thinking about yeah. our masks and during this time. Yeah, that's, that's right. Uh, I even saw a couple of people at church with double masks uh, this last Sunday because, you know, then the, the CDC has said, well, there's good evidence that actually wearing two masks can help, especially when you're, you know, in proximity with someone for an extended period. So mm -hmm. it's just a reminder. Yeah. Uh, and, and even none of those are perfect, right? None of those are going to save us. They help us. Uh, but we need a savior who's bigger than a disease and ultimately a savior who's bigger than the real spiritual disease of our sinful yeah. rebellion and separation from God. So yeah, that, that's what Lent is about, that as we can enter into uh, some intentional self-reflection, uh, maybe fasting, maybe saying no to some things that we see have grabbed hold of our hearts, uh, and, and at the same time saying yes to draw more deeply on what our hearts are made for, uh, mm -hmm. listening to God more, praying more, loving others more that that will really uh, heighten our appreciation uh, for, our love for Jesus and what he's done for us. 
Sure. So I think you just answered the question I was going to ask you next, which is by the end of the series, what do you mm. hope our congregation has gained or learned, which you just said would be just a heightened love for our Savior. Anything else you want to add? No, I, I think that's it. It's um, and, a, and a heightened love for our Savior, not just, uh, you know, sometimes I, I can be like this. It's so like, wow, I'm really glad Jesus did that. Thank goodness he did that for me. Uh, and and not take the next natural step, which is so. Then that means for other people uh, and the people that I'm connected with, how how would they experience God's grace, God's love, God's forgiveness because of what I've received? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that heightened heightened appreciation for Jesus that also says, and I want more people to see Jesus in the way that I've seen him. Uh, mm-hmm. and to experience him the way that I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Jeff, um, we've talked about this thing behind the scenes before we started cover time, how we wanted to give listeners some application points. That mm. doesn't mean that you don't do the application in your sermon, but it might just be a few follow-up um, things for people to consider as they go about their week and they're thinking about what you've preached, things that they could do or an, an action, but maybe isn't necessarily outward. It's just something that they can apply mm. to their heart. So um, when we were talking about this, I mentioned I don't need one more thing to do on my to-do list. Um, Maybe other people feel the same way. And so we came up with this idea to give someone in my life stage or not just life stage, but just feeling the same way, like they're kind of maxed out something small. And then someone who might feel in their week or in a season have more time to um, apply what you're teaching. So why don't you give us both application points (laughs) from your sermon this weekend? Well, maybe they're maybe they're kind of related. One of the things that really stands out in this passage is that the servant uh, is who he is and lives the way he does because of this connection to God's word and being shaped by God's word, having a a hearing ear, the ear of a disciple, and a and the tongue of a disciple, literally. So, what if what if it's one less thing to do uh, to start great. with, and <laughs> that is, what if I just turn the volume down on a lot of the stuff that's coming in, whether that's, you know, the radio in the car, you know, I just, I get in the car and I, you know, I turn on the radio or plug in my Bluetooth or whatever, or my podcasts. Uh, Not that those things are bad necessarily in them, or, you know, I just, I feel like at least in my life over this last year, as we've all been kind of homebound more, it's just been easy to pick up the remote control and press a button. It's been easier to find more stuff to kind of fill the silence. Uh, What if, we did one less thing, which is what if I just was intentional to not jump to that volume control or the remote control. And I was just willing to maybe be silent Mm -hmm. and let God speak into that. And that can be an opportunity then to reflect on what we're hearing from God's word, what we heard from the message, what somebody said in the devotional thought, uh, or even just reminding ourselves, um, reading through some commentaries and what some other pastors have done in this passage, uh, some pointed out uh, that, you know, morning by morning, uh, the Lord awakens my ear to hear him. And of course that's about the the Bible, but not even necessarily so much about, Oh, I need to take on Bible memorization, but more, what is the Bible ultimately telling us? What is the mess? What is the story? It's about the good news of Jesus. It's about who I am in Christ. 
It's about what God has done to save and reconcile me. Uh, it's about how he wants to live in me and through me. Uh, so if anything else, maybe that silence is an opportunity to just remind ourselves of those things uh, in, instead of some of the other messages that we get bombarded with so easily. Mm -hmm. uh, what if my daily habit becomes more, okay, I'm going to turn down the volume of the other stuff mm -hmm. so that I can just allow God to remind me who he is, who I am, who I am in Christ, what he says about me. And, and that fills the silence uh, that, that I've carved out by giving less of my ear to some of the other stuff. Mm -hmm. That seems very doable to me. So I bet oh, everyone good. else listening. <laughs> I mean, it actually just sounds appealing. If only you could turn down Addie's crying in the background, that'd be awesome. <laughs> well, but that's the sound of life. You know, that's, yeah, that's a reminder no. that God's a provider. And yeah. uh, just like you're a good mom to your kids, you have a heavenly father who cares for you and listens to your cries. So there's maybe even a message in the baby crying too. Thanks, Jeff. But it's nice to have a break. Yeah. And I mean, I definitely have been feeling the need to turn down and that doesn't mm. mean I always do it. I don't make that choice because it just seems easier to fill the silence. Um, yeah. But I do have that desire and just to quiet and be quiet and not fill that space. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks so, thanks so much, Jeff, for giving us your time today. And um, I hope that people enjoyed listening to our first Cut for Time back for season two. Thanks, Claire. It's been fun. Looking forward to doing this more often. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Cut for Time. If this conversation has blessed you in any way, we encourage you to consider sharing it with others. If you ever wish to submit questions to our pastors following their Sunday sermon, you can email your questions to podcast at faithliveitout.org, and we'll do our best to cover the question in the episode. We'll be back again next week. Thanks for listening.